Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! We are Drys on the right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Drysdale. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. weekend in the United States, so I thought, okay, name uh, an American singer that uh, everybody can pretty much agree 
is awesome. And you know what? There's very little criticism of Bruce Springsteen out there. Brennan Escott, great choice to uh, open today's show. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Bob Stauffer working from the home office along with Brennan Escott back at the 630 Chad Studios. Brennan, it was good seeing you today for the first time in uh, three-plus months. Uh, you got the kid and play haircut going right now. Yeah. Every time you see me, Bob, I mean, every time you see me, my hair is a little bit different, so i got to give you that. But you, you got to comment on the hairdo. Freshly styled last night so yeah i'm just i'm just jealous that you're in the level of condition that you're in right now and uh just all i'm gonna say to you as a guy who was once 25 himself and as every guy in his 40 and 50s know brendan make the most of uh what you got rolling with right now because at some point gravity starts to uh, take away and cheat you a bit in society and that's just kind of how it works man Uh, but you were looking good uh uh, full disclosure we should mention uh we were uh in studio uh jack michaels and myself this morning with sid smith uh and Mike Evans, no, not the uh, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, that played at Texas A&M, but Mike Evans, the engineer. And we were looking at putting things uh, moving forward uh, for how maybe broadcasts, uh, remote broadcasts might work uh, if we do indeed get a chance to play uh, in the National Hockey League. So uh, it was great seeing everybody down there today. we got a loaded show for you today. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies on today's show still no firm decision from the national hockey league uh with a return to play Uh, a lot of rumor speculation out there that edmonton and toronto will be the two hub cities steve coolius from the nhl network and sirius xm radio will uh join us today at 12 35 elliot friedman is on holidays for the next couple of weeks um Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock at 105, and uh, as he does every Friday at 135, Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. The River Cree back up and at over 1,350 slot machines, but note the table game's not quite open yet. That's not been approved. Uh, at the provincial level. Uh, remember, the main casino floor is now 100% smoke-free. The River Creek Resort and Casino Excitement bet on it. You can text us on our Ashley Pine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Pine Floors ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. Uh, we've discussed this once. We've discussed this a thousand times. It is incumbent upon organizations to grind and be relentless in finding ways to deal with the pandemic. Uh, This has changed and altered everybody's life. And uh, when it comes to the National Hockey League, there's a lot going on. Obviously, there's a hope that we can somehow conclude the 2019-20 season with a playoff and a return-to-play format. As well, combine that with a CBA extension, which would include... NHL players, uh, and this is a little bit dependent upon NHL dealings with uh, the IOC down the road to participate in the 2022-2026 Olympic Games. It's a lot for the NHL and the NHLPA to work on. Good organizations, uh, they grind. You know what? Good people grind. we got lots of people listening to the show right now. And some of you have been successful in your personal lives or academically successful or successful in your business lives because you worked at it and you never stopped working. You just can't throw your hands up in the air and say, no mas, I quit. You quit, you lose. Uh, you continue to work and battle away, and that's what's going on right now. So we don't have a fully definitive uh, answer as to what's going on with the hub cities. It certainly looks based, uh, pretty much every 
prominent uh, sports media personality out there seems to believe that Edmonton and Toronto will be the hub cities and uh, and then we'll get some clarification moving forward as to how um, everything would play itself out. I do want to mention to you uh, I've got a, a former roommate of mine that lives in Las Vegas that provides me updates and Las Vegas by all reports had a really good comprehensive package that was going to be viewed uh, certainly a lot of the experts that we have on this show were of the belief that uh, Las Vegas was maybe in the driver's seat to end up getting a uh, hub city. But in the last seven days, Las Vegas has had now 4,500-plus COVID cases. It's 4,500. Edmonton in the last week has had 143. And we've had 17,000 tests. Uh, The province continues to test at the greatest rate. And testing is important. And we know that Gary Bettman and the league have stated before they don't want any market to be conflicted when it comes to testing that the citizens wherever the league goes have got to be able to go get tests themselves and and that nhl players can't supersede them so uh, that's important that the province of alberta has been uh proactive as they have regardless of what other and <laughs> we all know it works its way into the conversations but whatever side of the political ledger uh you have uh i i think it can be stated that uh dr dina hinshaw uh, the province of Alberta have done a very good job in regards to testing. They've been a, a terrific job. Their website's excellent. I know. I research it every day. I can tell you right now. In fact, uh, 1,068 positive uh, tests in Edmonton since the start of the COVID outbreak. Uh, that's 40 over the last two days because they did not uh, release anything on July 1st. There's 233 active cases in Alberta. There's are in Edmonton, 233 active in Edmonton. There's three people in ICU. There's 17 people in a hospital. 15 people have passed away in the Edmonton Health Zone, which has got about 1.3 million people. Uh, three people have passed away in the last two months. There have been 129,635 tests done in Edmonton and 4,729 done in the last uh, 48 hours uh, based upon the numbers that went out yesterday. And uh, their website is uh, easily accessible and can provide you with lots of information, including the various districts you live in. I live in what's known as the Twin Brooks Health uh, District. There's about 75,000 people in that region of the city and there's currently eight positive cases out there uh, which has uh, been higher than it's been for a while but again increased uh, testing rates and you all know this uh, the cdc has released on numerous occasions including last friday a story by the way which was not picked up by cnn which i found interesting uh because i watched cnn uh nine to eleven times the case reported the belief is uh, from the cdc nine to eleven times the actual real amount of more cases so therefore you would uh, logically conclude the more testing you've done the more positive cases you're going to come across which is important when you're comparing a province like alberta that's done around 430 to 440,000 uh tests versus a province like bc which is below 200,000 right now might explain why there's significantly more positive cases in uh in Alberta might be an explanation uh, for why that has occurred. Anyhow, bottom line here is the league continues to grind away. Don't know. uh, We might be getting some sort of confirmation maybe early next week. Who knows? I'm not sure when that's going to occur. Um, Brendan, it's interesting. This is, uh, we get texts every day on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, and I get 
text sent to me personally, 780-496-0063 in the Ashley Fine Floors text line, about people wanting access to the building uh, for the playoff games. And that's, I, I, to me, it, it, you know, it, it, people are, it shows the passion in the marketplace. Like, people really care about the team here. And, uh, and fans want to see the team play. And that's not going to occur. But it's uh, it's great to know that that sort of uh, love for the team, even if at times it's been frustrated by a lack of success in some of these seasons, uh, is out there in the marketplace. Today, Brendan, is a significant date in Oilers history. Do you know what uh, occurred today back in 2006? I do. In fact, it's you know part of a cool story we heard from Brian Burke yesterday, if you want to dip into the audio vault. Let's get to it. Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. July 3rd officially was the date that Chris Pronger in 2006 was traded to the Anaheim Ducks for 28-goal scorer Joffrey Lupel, a Fort Saskatchewan product, Ladislav Schmid, who ended up playing over four games in Edmonton and parts of eight seasons, a number one in 2007, a number two in 2008, and a conditional number one that ultimately turned out to be Jordan Everlay. Two, the Oilers now audio vault for direct workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Here's Brian Burke adding some details and perspective on the Chris Pronger trade. Kevin and I shook hands on it at the draft. Really? We were at the, we were at the draft, and Scott Housen went to four tables and left a, a trade proposal. I don't know what the other four proposals were or the other three proposals were, but ours was Joffrey Lupo, Laddie Smead, and a first. And I said, right there, I'll do it. And Joffrey Lupo was our best forward that year in the playoffs. A terrific, terrific career going. Laddie Smead was one of our top young prospects on defense. Great kid. But I said, look, this, this, we felt we needed that one piece to win a cup. So I said, on the floor, I'll do it. We went to do it, and the league said, you cannot do it because of a tagging room issue. So not to bore people to sleep, but under the CBA, you've got to have a certain amount of room available at all times. And we didn't meet the tagging rules. So I said to Kevin, call me on July 1st, and we'll do it. Okay. He, was actually, he was actually driving to the shoe swap. And he said, I, I'll, he said I, I feel like this deal's a little light for us, even though I proposed it. I feel like I'm punching your ticket to the finals. And I said, I think you are. And you're right. If you if you do, I'll give you another first. Because obviously we're in the finals. It's a 29th or 30th pick. Right. I said, I'll give you another first. So that's how it went down. Two first, Lupo, Smead. And Kevin said, do you want me to pull over and we'll make the deal now? We'll call the league. I said, no, we'll keep driving. We'll do it tomorrow. Wow. So that's why it was on the second. There we go on July third, and uh, that was a uh, a Monday. Um, I remember the Oilers, and we discussed this with Berkey. The Oilers had uh, done a press conference, which was held at the old Oilers office on Kingsway. Edmonton had re-upped Dwayne Rollison and Fernando Pisani. How's this, Brendan? I was having lunch with Craig Lupel, Joff's dad, on the Friday. Then on the Saturday, and we discussed, you know, there's rumors that Joff may, might be, you know, on the radar screen for Edmonton. And uh, we were at Overtime Broiler and Tap Room, and Sandy Nesbitt, who was Kevin Lowe's uh, former roommate, uh, long before Kevin got married, uh, used to uh, own uh, Overtime. Sandy's got a son playing in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. He's a great guy. And uh, I used to go down there two or three times a week for lunch when I had the show on the other station, and I was on in the uh, later afternoon. And 
So it's it's kind of interesting the perception that people have about that trade because I, I put a tweet out this morning on, on, on that trade and put a picture up of Ladislav Schmid. I think a lot of fans like Ladislav Schmid. People forget that Edmonton had gone through kind of a, a, a tough the, – the Mike Comrie – you know, Rich Winter was involved in it, obviously, as a representative of Mike Comrie. Uh, the Oilers had uh, crashed out in six games to Dallas. I mean, Dallas was a better team. Edmonton, the fact they took it to six games in 03 was probably a surprise to some. Uh, but Mike Comrie basically requested to leave town, and it dragged on all through September and October and November, and I think it got settled in early December or late November. And... The sense I got, and I don't want to put words into Kevin Lowe's mouth, but the sense I got was that the Oilers didn't want a, re- a repeat of that with Chris Pronger. And so uh, for people that are maybe run companies or manage people, if you've had an experience in the past that wasn't necessarily good, sometimes you might want to be a little bit more proactive. I mean, the bottom line was the Edmonton Oilers got five pieces for Chris Pronger in that trade. Uh, Loophole probably didn't have the same upside at that time that Getzlaff and Perry did, who had just arrived in Anaheim during the 0506 season. Loophole had played 03 and 04, uh, with the, uh, uh, with the Ducks. Uh, Perry and Getzlaff were both in that 03 draft. Getzlaff went 19th and, uh, Perry went, uh, 28th. Uh, Loophole was the seventh overall pick in 02 the year before. And, you know, he did score 28 goals. He had nine playoff goals. Schmied was considered a, a, decent shutdown defenseman with maybe some limited upside. And then they had the picks, which were plus, plus, plus. I mean, five pieces, you know, there's been some other trades that have raised some consternation with the fan base. Um, now, Lupul played here one year. He had a bad year. Uh, the team wasn't very good in 06, 07. I think it kind of had some challenges coming to terms. They had a bunch of injuries in the second half of the year. They ran out of defensemen down the stretch. Uh, Lupul was a big minus. Him and Peter Sikora started the year okay, and they both cooled off as the season wore on. And then Lupul got flipped with uh, former Oilers captain Jason Smith, who was just a great guy, for Yoni Pitkin and, and Jeff Sanderson. And then the Oilers flipped uh, Pitkin in about a year later to the Carolina Hurricanes, maybe during the oh, it was during the summer of uh, 2008. So Lupul was only here a year. But Edmonton did draft Jordan Eberle. Uh, they did use the number one as part of the Dustin Penner RFA offer sheet in 2008, that number one uh, that they got. And um, a lot of, was that right? Do I have that right? The Dustin, anyhow, maybe it was the number two. Bottom line was, you know, um, I thought it was a decent return. And, yeah, Anaheim got the best player and they won the cup. And some people said, I would have made Chris Pronger absolutely wait forever and force him to play in Edmonton. Okay. But you weren't in those shoes, and that's the one thing that I would say about that situation. It's fair; it's a defensible position to have, but there had been some past challenges for the Oilers organization that, frankly, I understood the position that Kevin Lowe was in when the trade was made. He did get five pieces, and Everly was a pretty good Oiler until he got traded for Ryan Strom. All right, so that's uh, that's that. It was interesting stuff with Brian Burke, and I, I did not realize to list, uh, until he said that today that the deal was basically agreed to at the draft, which in 2006 would have taken place at Vancouver. Like less than a week after the Edmonton Oilers had lost Game 7 of the, uh, of the final uh, to the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's Brian Burke. We're going to go back in the Oilers now. Audio Vault. And uh, here's Brian Burke's take 
on two Canadian on the potential of two Canadian hub cities? Well, there's a couple things. You've been harping for probably, I don't know, six weeks at least about the COVID-19 low rates in Alberta. Yeah. I think that was a major factor at the end of the day. Um, I heard Edmonton's bid package was very complete and very comprehensive. Obviously, the provincial health officers have worked with uh, the NHL on this. Uh, Toronto is a little different animal because they're not talking about the... Well, what's reported. Again, they haven't divulged this yet, but they're talking about fencing in the exhibition grounds and creating a campus way far away from downtown, right near where the Coca-Cola Coliseum is, where the American League Marlies play. And uh, there's one hotel there. It won't have enough room, so I don't know what they're going to do with the rest, but theirs is a very different formula. It's not based on a hub around the the main rink, the Scotiabank Arena. So uh, Canadian dollar... Low COVID rates um, make sense. There you go. That is uh, Brian Burke from yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. All right, into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time every time at Elite Promotional Marketing. Back at the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan Escott. 23-year-old Flyers forward Oscar Clefbaum. Oscar Clefbaum. Oscar Sundqvist is who I'm talking about. Completed treatment uh, for bone cancer yesterday, ringing the bell on his way out of a Pennsylvania hospital. His season cut short in December by the diagnosis. At that point, though, he had 18 points in 30 games, was tied with uh, Travis Konechny for the team lead in goals. Canucks not so surprisingly postponing this year's Young Stars Tournament in Penticton, which would have seen Edmonton's top prospects return to a preseason tourney along with Vancouver, Calgary, and Winnipeg's top young talent scheduled for mid-September. Last year, the tournament went on hiatus. They're trying to aim for January, although it's more likely they say that we'll see it return in September of 2021. And Oil Kings forward Vladimir Alistrov heading home to the KHL's Dynamo Minsk team as following a season which he potted 19 goals and 35 points in 57 games. That was his second year in Edmonton. Well, that's going to allow the Oil Kings and Kurt Hill to go out and trade for another uh, European player at some point. 12-26 in Edmonton. All right, we're going to go to former defenseman Mark. Uh, he jumped on me. Uh, you can text the center Ashley Pine Floors text line. Bob, you listen to CNN. I hope that isn't your only news source. I try to take in a sampling of all the news sources. It's hard to stomach, but I manage... Uh, CNN not reporting accurately or intentionally omitting details on a story. No way. Say it ain't so. Are you telling me uh, that they are biased uh, from former defenseman Mark? I just The point I was making is I didn't see a lot of coverage of the uh, CDC's perspective on the true nature of uh, COVID out there in American society. I would have thought that would have been a pretty significant story. There's lots of significant stories that right now seem kind of pushed aside uh and and like you mark a former defenseman mark i try to get a wide range of uh perspectives and then i form my own opinion opinion and i i generally speaking when it comes to politics don't let the far left or the far right uh gear how i think on certain situations so take it for what it's worth you're allowed to have your opinions. All right, 1227 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, Steve Cooley, a longtime Toronto-based uh, media personality, uh, does some work for the NHL Radio Network. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.